This ain't no game show. This is life. I am the incognito athlete, and I have so much to gain by losing 100 pounds. Are you with me? Let's do this. Happy New Year. This is Erica, the incognito athlete. I am back in 2022 for my 100-pound journey. I cannot help but be hype about a new year. There's something about the cycle of a new month, a new year, a new week, a new day that gets me really jacked up because it's like I can just have a fresh start. Maybe yesterday I wasn't so on. Maybe last year could have been better. But now I have this whole new fresh start opportunity for myself. And honestly, I really think that that is something that has become really ingrained in our society as well. Although it's a positive thing, I tend to think that we've gotten a little off track when it comes to the whole concept of a fresh start and my topic for today, which is rethinking resolutions. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I am just diving deep into this topic as opposed to going through my normal routine here because I want to make sure that I'm on the right foot this year. I really took a lot of time thinking about this, researching, talking with my husband and doing some planning. And of course, I'm going to share it with you guys too. I want to make sure that I'm bringing you along on this journey so that you have some kick butt resolutions and an effective mindset to get started with 2022. Now, before I really get started into anything, I want to tell you something. You are amazing. You are. I don't know if anybody's told you that lately, but you are divinely created You have so many gifts and talents. You are enough just as you are. And the fact that you're even listening to my podcast means that you have a desire to grow, to learn, and to achieve things in your life. There are a lot of people out there that are just so content with going through the day-to-day, through the motions. And if that's the way they want to live their life, that is okay but I really commend you for wanting to grow and to further yourself and to potentially inspire other people as you go along. My accountability buddy actually posted something the other day that I loved. It just simply says, don't live the same year 75 times and call it a life. That is some deep shit right there. (laughs) And it's kind of a call out. Um, You know, it's so easy for us to get stuck in the routine of life. And before we know it, you know, another December rolls around and we think, oh, well, I've got this new fresh start opportunity. I'm going to make some resolutions. But what does that even mean? You know, and and are we going to end up falling into the same routine, the same merry-go-round of, well, I'll do better this year. Maybe I'll learn something different. Maybe I'll try something new. And you know, there's no game plan. There's, you know, barely commitment, which is really what brings me to the topic of the day. I want us to rethink resolutions. So what is a resolution and where did this concept even come from? That's a really good place for us to get started. I really wasn't surprised to learn that resolutions isn't a new concept. 
I learned that it was the ancient Babylonians who were thought to be the first people to make resolutions some 4,000 years ago. And they did this in a very serious way in which they made promises to their gods, uh, making sure that they would resolve matters of debts and, and promises that they had made to people. This whole idea was also reflected with the ancient Romans as well. Their god Janus was one that was present in doorways. And so therefore there was this symbolism of Janus existing in the past and then in the future, right? So the Romans would actually make sacrifices to Janus and promise that they would conduct themselves at an elevated level with integrity. Today, honestly, I see it more of a marketing gimmick and it's a really effective one. Secular cultures, at least in America, are very strong. You know, Santa Claus is ever present in Christmas. The Easter Bunny is ever present in Easter. And heck, what is Valentine's Day about? It's about giant stuffed teddy bears and boxes of chocolate. And I really think that the resolution concept has gone down a similar route. Now there are programs, services, special discounts that come around this time of year, playing into our own desire to be better but what are they really promising us? And are we actually going to get the results that we're looking for? So looking a little bit more closely even at what a resolution is, I went straight to Merriam-Webster. Like, let's take this literally here for a second. The definition of a resolution is the act or process of resolving. The root word is resolve. So if we're looking to come up with a resolution for 2022 and we want to do it in a way that really lasts, that actually takes effect, it will benefit us to look at it as a way of resolving matters that exist in our lives. Resolutions are no joke. It's really not funny for us to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, I think I should probably get to the gym more often. Well, what is that resolving? And also... If it's a shoulda and you think that it's something that's going to benefit you in your life, why laugh it off? This is our life. Going back to that Instagram saying, are we just going to keep living the same year 75 times and call it a life? Or are we going to grow, make changes and take charge? It sounds a bit harsh, really, but this is our life. This is my life. And if I keep jerking myself around, I'm going to just continue to live in this pool of depression and disappointment and self-loathing, really. Now, that is not what I want my life to be defined by. And because you are so amazing, I don't want that to be the way that your life is defined either. I really want to encourage us to rethink our resolutions for 2022. So instead of saying, ah, you know, I think I should probably get to the gym. I, I need to go get a membership. That sounds like you going and spending money on something that you think you need, but why? I was pretty entertained by a recent article from Good Housekeeping. Okay, again, so this is a publication targeted toward women. It's called 60 Achievable New Year's Resolutions for Healthier and Happier Living. So the title totally sucked me in because it's 60 different things that could be done to make my life healthier and happier. And isn't that kind of like my little motto for the podcast? 
So I start scrolling through this thing and I see some good stuff and then some odd stuff and then ultimately decide that it's really inconsistent. Do one new exercise move. I'm going to make a resolution to do one new exercise move. I mean, okay, I guess that means like trying something new. How is that actually going to resolve anything in my life? Lift weights. Um, yeah, I love lifting weights a whole bunch, but I'll tell you what, this little 50 word blurb is not going to help anybody in learning how to lift weights to, and to do it safely and to learn why it's important for them. Plan a vacation. Well, what is that resolving? Yes, we absolutely need to take time out for ourselves and get away. But that's kind of, to me, sounds like another money pit. And one of my favorite ones from this article is create a cleaning schedule you'll stick to. Oh my gosh. Like, is this as deep as our life is going to be? We're going to revolve our New Year's resolutions and our goals for the year around a cleaning schedule? Not for this girl. What I challenged myself to do, and I encourage you to do as well, is think about some of these questions that I'm going to pose to you right now. What makes you uncomfortable? What makes you uncomfortable about maybe your life, the way your days go, some of the situations going on in your world? What is it that you are worried about? Is there anything that you have that worries you and concerns you and that draws your attention and your focus in the middle of the day? What do you want to change about your life? Is there something that is starting to feel mundane? Are you lacking a challenge? Are you seeking more affection, love, companionship, friendship? And what do you feel is missing? Are you looking for more fulfillment out of your career? Is your bank account low? Are you looking to be a greater contributor to your community and maybe want to volunteer? And ultimately, these are all questions that lead to one final question. What needs resolved in your life? What is drawing your attention away from happiness and health? Now, I'm telling you right now, this is deep stuff. If we want to find satisfaction and fulfillment in our life, it does require us to dig a little bit deeper. And for some people, that's like the no-no zone because then you start to get into the feels and maybe your eyes start to well up. And I'll be honest, um, that happened to me when I was talking about this with my husband. And I started to to tear up and cry a bit. And he just kind of looked at me and gave me my space. And I, I dabbed my eyes and I said, if I'm not crying, then I'm not doing this completely. I'm not being authentic about it. Now, not you don't, I'm not saying you have to go and, and have a meltdown over this. But what I do want you to do is if you are not feeling something when you're asking yourself these questions, you probably need to dig a little bit deeper. But here we are. Now we get to the fun part. And I say fun with air quotes because I love making lists. And so... What I want to do is walk you through this five-step exercise that I did. And it's kind of a hybrid of a bunch of different things that I've learned from different people that I think will afford you an opportunity to take any resolutions that have maybe been on your heart, on your mind, 
and ensure that you are going to be addressing them in such a way that will set you up for success for the year. And they won't be one of those laughable things that you giggle about with your friends or joke about, you know, with your coworkers. You actually put it into action. So when December rolls around, you can say, man, I am a badass. So are you ready? Go ahead and grab yourself a piece of paper, a pen, your notepad, whatever. Pause this if you need to. And let's do this together. Ready? Okay, here we go. Step number one, I want you to make a wish list. So this is really like a brain dump of things that are on your mind. Again, go back to some of those questions. What's been on your mind? What's been on your heart? What's making you uncomfortable? What are you worrying about? What do you feel is missing? What is pulling your attention? What are you passionate about? And that might be missing in your life. Some of these things might even be practical. You know, maybe you're just dying to to buy a home. Maybe you have some adulting to do. So let me share a couple of the things that I have on my wish list. As you know, I'm on this weight loss journey, okay? And it's I've had some bumps in the road, but hey, you know, we're human. So that's definitely number one. Now here's a for real number two. I have some debts that I want to take care of too. We're as a household really working on getting ourselves financially healthy. And so that is a big one. A couple other things that I wrote on my wish list. I want to buy a car this year. I've got a car that's almost 10 years old and more than 250,000 miles. It's time, you know, but that's a process, right? I also want to put some attention into our retirement planning. And then I have a couple lighthearted things on here too. Frank and I have talked for years about us having a really big Friendsgiving, something maybe between Thanksgiving and Christmas where we can pull people together and just have, you know, that meal and that togetherness sort of thing. So that's on my wish list for the year, as well as doing household improvement projects. They could be little things, but we just love loving our home. And so whether it's repainting the bathroom or redoing our bedroom floor, I want to make sure that we're incorporating that into our game plan for the year. And we're not like, oh, crap, you know, I really wanted to get that done, but I didn't make time. I didn't make it a priority. So that's where you can just write down all of these things, do the brain dump, do a traditional brainstorm and write it all down. It doesn't matter if it feels stupid or feels trivial. A lot of times when you start with the surface level things, that's when you start to dive a little bit deeper. Um, to the stuff that you really want. And then the other thing that I would recommend too is even if you don't think it's feasible for the year, write it down because we're going to be able to pare this down. We're going to narrow our scope a little bit um, as we proceed. And the other thing too is I think a lot of times we narrow our thinking. Okay. And that's a challenge that we have in self-development no matter what kind of journey we're on. We tend to think that we are incapable. We are not smart enough. We don't have the tools. We need support. We need a program. We need guidance in everything that we do. And we don't have the ability to do it ourselves. Well, I'll tell you what, that is a lie and a half. Now, there's a chance that some things might need to happen first before you can achieve some of the bigger goals on your list but don't sell yourself short. I'm going to give you a prime example. 
Last year, Frank and I sat down. Okay, we didn't have as much of the self-development tools and the mindset tools that we learned in the last year, but we still put together a whole list of things that we wanted to do. Okay, and one of the things was buy a home. We wanted to buy our own house. It seemed impossible, but we started to take the small steps to make it happen. And then an opportunity arose. We started to really look at it more seriously, did the research, did the legwork, did what we needed to do do on our end. And wouldn't you freaking know it, we bought our own home. The impossible became possible. So whether you want to pause the the episode right now and go ahead and do that list or if you just want to listen along with me it doesn't matter maybe you could replay this another time and pause and we'll I'll walk you through this process I just want you to make sure that you don't limit yourself in your thinking okay step number two is going to be prioritizing okay what are the things that need to happen first what are the things that are just eating at you the things that you're very passionate about or the things that are very urgent. One of my favorite sayings is eat the frog. And it actually comes from a quote from Mark Twain, where he said, quote, eat a live frog first thing in the morning and nothing worse will happen to you the rest of the day. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. But the whole idea is that if you just tackle the thing that kind of sucks the most, and you get past that, then everything else is a cakewalk. So what I encourage you to do then is look at this list and decide, okay, as much as I don't want to lose 100 pounds, like speaking personally, that might be the thing that needs to happen first. One of the reasons why I even ended up finally at this point is because I was working so hard at CrossFit for so long and there were movements that I just couldn't do. I do believe that if I had continued to work on them and really focus on it, maybe I would have gotten there. But I'm going to tell you what, as someone who was 50 plus pounds overweight, trying to do a pull up, I mean, just physically, it's going to be more challenging. And it's like, if I want to compete and do CrossFit, if I want to be able to do obstacle races and things like that, if I shed the weight, I'm going to be able to do those things. And it's going to be a whole lot easier. So why not eat the frog, suck it up and just shed the weight? That's how I ended up here. So think about that as well. My two major priorities that I picked from my wish list are again, the weight loss, as well as the extraneous debt that we have from some special projects and commitments that we have made in our household. By attacking those then we can focus on just the routine month by month debts and, you know, really just work on getting more financially healthy as a household. So at this point, I'm going to take us to step number three. So if you need to pause, go ahead and do that. And then we'll move forward into breaking this sucker down. Okay. Cause these are big frogs <laughs> to swallow. And I'm actually going to take us back to Merriam Webster. This is like almost kind of mind blowing to me. Looking at the definition, again, for a resolution, it says the act or process of resolving such as the act of analyzing a complex notion into simpler ones. Mind blown. This is not rocket science. It's in the 
dictionary. (laughs) If we want to attack something that is complex, like buying a house, losing 100 pounds, we need to break that complex effort down into something that is more manageable. I have learned from many resources along the way that the best way to do this is to establish SMART goals with SMART being an acronym. S is specific, M measurable, A attainable, R relevant, and T time-based. Okay, I'll go ahead and break mine down as an example. So losing the weight, I'm not going to lose my 70 extra pounds right away. And it also feels extremely daunting to even say that out loud. So I'm breaking this down into quarters of the year. So again, if you're not already familiar, there's like, um, like in business, you can look at the year in quarters every three months. So I'm looking at this as just quarter one. What am I going to do by March 31st? I've determined that I am going to lose 20 pounds. So that's my specific and measurable goal. It is also attainable, relevant to the big goal, and it's time-based, okay? So it checks all the boxes. Now, in establishing these goals for the first quarter, I caution you to make sure that you're not setting too many goals as well. Be clear, be concise, and don't overcommit too much because there will be three other quarters of the year where you can focus on additional things. So for example, with my financial health situation, we have a first quarter goal to get rid of our extraneous debt. We do have other financial goals, but I'm not focusing on those for the first quarter. Get my drift? So go ahead, take a little time, pause if you want. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and move forward to step number four, the game plan. So this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where we have to get back to some of our questions and really think about why haven't I resolved this yet? What has been in my way? And why is this important to me? I've almost gotten a little bit annoyed by the, you have to know your why. Don't always remember your why. But the fact is that will keep us in line. If I stay too trivial minded and superficial, then it's not hitting me in my heart. It's not hitting home for me. I think I've even said before, like, yeah, I would love to be able to wear a two piece, but that's not motivating me. It might motivate somebody else, but it's not hitting home for me. For me, it's like, I want to be healthy. I want, I don't want to have a poor quality of life. I don't want to have health problems. I'm going to make a quick little time out here. Um, and I want to acknowledge something that happened recently. Um, a new acquaintance of mine experienced a stroke and she's in her thirties. And, you know, I'm, I don't know the ins and outs of her life and, and things that she has experienced. And I pass zero judgment because there are so many factors that play into our health and wellness. What I want to say is I, my heart goes out to her and it reminds me how important it is for us to always be conscientious of ourselves, to be aware of ourselves and to 
make sure that our choices are in line with that. All we can do is our very best and avoiding those possibilities like having a stroke in my 30s or heart attack in my 40s, you know, and being immobile in my 50s. I don't want that. So for me, that's my why. I'm going to look at the different resources and tactics that are going to help me to continue pursuing and eventually achieving my goals. Now, I want to give you another word of caution here, too. I do have an opinion about this, and I referenced it earlier in my episode. I really think that there are a lot of gimmicks out there when it comes to resolutions. There are a lot of quick fix programs. They might look effective on the outside, but the fact of the matter is a program is a program, and we have to be committed to the program and accept the limitations of the program. Um, And know that these things are not customized for us. I really don't want you going out there and thinking that Weight Watchers is going to be your solution. Unless you're fully committed to Weight Watchers and you're going to engage with the community and you're going to learn everything about it and you're going to own it. You know, that really might work for you. What I do recommend for you if you're going to go into a program, something like Weight Watchers, is to really look at yourself. And decide what has been stopping you up until now. What has been getting in your way up until now. And I don't mind saying that I am pretty much the only thing that's been in my way as of late. I could have come up with a lot of other excuses in the past. You know, troubled relationships, lack of means to go buy healthy food. But I resolved all that. I'm to the point now where I can't make any excuses anymore. So I can only look at myself as the barrier. What am I doing to get in my own way? And what am I going to do to get out of my own way? Those are two extremely critical questions to ask yourself. What have I been doing to get in my way? And what am I going to do to get out of my way? So for the weight loss... I came up with some commitments to myself that I am not going to break. These are promises to myself. If I make a promise to my friend, I'm going to keep it. If I make a promise to my husband, I'm going to keep it. I'm making these promises now to myself. And these are promises that I did make at the beginning of um, my journey, but I'm reaffirming them with myself now. So the weekly planning and prepping for meals So I'm not guessing and winging it and then ultimately grabbing something that I shouldn't be having. I'm going to hit five workouts a week, three of which I'm aiming for cardio as that's been my recommendation by my dietitian. I'm going to continue with the water intake that's been recommended for me. Water is king. I'm going to make sure I'm getting sleep at least seven hours a night. I'm continuing with my AM journaling and gratitude. I can wrap up my day with it too, I will, but I'm going to take that five minutes in the morning. I'm also going to make sure I'm weighing in every morning because I want to treat this process a little bit more scientifically to say, oh crap, how did I gain two pounds from yesterday? It was probably the pork that I ate, you know, because it's salty or whatever. I can start looking at those things. I'm only allowing myself one snooze instead of like four. (laughs) That's one thing that I'm also going to do. 
And Frank and I actually have been doing weekly like budget meetings. And we decided that we also, we just want to have weekly check-ins with each other. It sounds, I don't even care how it sounds. (laughs) Like we're a unit, we're a team and communication is the only way a team can really function at, at its highest and its best. So every week we want to check in with ourselves. Like, did we get the workouts in that we wanted to get in? How did we deviate from our meal uh, plan, if at all? What could we have done better to be better parents to the kids? Stuff like that. And just make sure that we are staying in line. And we're making sure that we're creating a space that is safe also for each other. So, you know, if he's feeling mopey one week that I'm not going to like chastise him. I'm going to listen. I'm going to support him and offer him recommendations. And I'm going to do the same too. I'm not going to get my panties in a bunch if he's going to call me out on breaking commitments or anything like that to myself. So in a way, I guess we've kind of offered each other as that extra accountability, but it's more like a sounding board too um, because we're really on a parallel path. You know, and that's another thing too. So yes, this would be nice to do with your spouse or significant other. However, if you have different goals, it might be hard for you to have common conversations. So I'm laboring over step four, the game plan, because this is, these are the promises that you're making to yourself and they need to be very clear. Uh, My list is a little long. I'm going to admit, I'm a little worried about all of these things. It's a lot of habits to maintain and life happens. However, these are the things that have to happen in order for me to continue losing the weight. And if I slip on any of them, especially some of the big ones, then I mean, I'm just going to be riding the roller coaster and I'm kind of tired of it at this point. From here, we, we go to step five and that's very simple. Okay. No need to pause here. Step five is just to take action. Okay. And you can actually start taking action by maybe just using your phone calendar. I have a written calendar that I love. I think I told you about it. I got it at Dollar General and it's amazing. And I put all of my goals, my tactics, my tasks, my commitments in this calendar. And I do it every Sunday. It's extremely satisfying because I can take all of the things in my brain and put it on paper. I divide it all out into seven days. So it seems a whole lot more feasible. And it even allows me to kind of get a lay of the land. Like, what am I in for this week? (laughs) What I know is that I have a plan in place. And one of my recent episodes um, talked a lot about that. If there is no plan, then there's a whole lot of pressure to get something done it's going to be extremely difficult to do so. I mean, you could look at pretty much anything in life, um, whether it's like making dinner, there's a plan. It's called the recipe playing football. You know, you can't just run around aimlessly on the field after a ball. There's, there's a tactic, there are rules, there are guidelines that have to be met. Um, and, and especially, in that situation, you get penalized if you break those rules. Um, so, I mean, I suppose now that I'm thinking out loud and talking to you, you know, there might be a step six. What What is the uh, of not doing these things? 
Um, that's actually an exercise that Amanda, my mindset coach, had just done with me. It kind of ties back into the why. What is the risk of not taking steps? So like I've talked about that before. So the, the risk for me would be wear and tear on my body and a shorter lifespan, poor quality of life for the majority of my life. You know, it could even be things like infertility, you know, really serious, awful crap, (laughs) you know. So, you know, a bonus step here, if you really want to take this seriously, is to think about the cost. If you if you love your wife, you love your husband, you want to spend your long, happy life with that person. um, You know, that's that's something seriously to think about, you know, being able to play on the floor with your kids and your grandkids. Those are reasons enough. Like I said in the very beginning, you are amazing. You are important. You are loved by so many people. And your life is worth all the happiness and the joy that is possible. So please rethink your resolutions. Don't allow the things from 2020 and 2021 to bog you down. The hard things that happen in the world are always going to happen. It's unfortunate that there is a lot of sadness and in, in people struggling. My heart goes out to them. What we have to do simultaneously is to control what we can control. And that is ourselves. We still can maintain a level of happiness and health in our lives. It's okay for us to be happy when other people are sad. We don't have to mourn along with everyone else. And we don't have to worry about making everybody else happy while we're unsatisfied. There is a balance there. So again, I am so super proud of you for listening along with me and for doing things in your life to feel awesome, to feel like a kick-ass mom, to feel like an amazing friend. And just to feel good on the inside. If you have any questions, uh, any ideas, any recommendations that go along with this, please share. Sharing is caring. So post on my Instagram at incognito.athlete. Same on Facebook. And I cannot wait to see the awesome things that you are going to do too. Thanks so much again for following me. This is Erica, the Incognito Athlete. I'll check you next week. Later. Later.